Better and Longer with the Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to the Fitness Show. Thank you so much to everyone for such a warm welcome with my most recent podcast. I know it's been a while, but for a while I just wasn't in the headspace or nor did I have enough energy to do something like an entertaining educational podcast, so I just kind of let it go for a while, but slowly but surely I'm coming back and I appreciate your appreciation. I just got back from Detroit where I announced the Women Run the D Half Marathon 10K, 5K, and it was fantastic. I love working for that race director, the owner of Epic Races. That's Eva Solomon. She's one of those top-notch women that I love to be around. I love associating up and she's cream of the crop. She's brilliant. She puts on extraordinary races that uh, they're not massive. They're high quality and She has a special knack for appealing to both the elite athletes and the newcomers, which I love. She's got a series for uh, focused on women, which is great. And again, where a lot of women, I find, tear each other down, she's one who's lifting as many women up as she can. She's an Ironman triathlete. I stand on a stage next to her, and I'm normally a pretty kind of fit girl. Oh my gosh, I look unfit compared to Eva. She's muscles for years and the biggest smile in the room. And I just, I love coming to Detroit to work for Eva. Her crew is fantastic. Her entire team is so sweet and friendly and good at what they do, which means a lot. And then I get to see my hotties, which is awesome. I had Anna Hodeling and Jay and Ross Jones came out looking good with a big smile and liked rubbing my fuzzy head because I do have hair. I hate to brag. Or no, I don't hate to brag. I love to brag. I have actual hair now. Got to see Katie Stefaniak and spend quality time with her. Unfortunately, her husband Jason couldn't make it because he was working. Uh, So it was a little bit of a girls weekend and she did great. Uh, Valerie Diem showed up in full force with snacks and goodies to take care of her friend Fitz Kohler, which I really appreciated. She brought me yogurts. I've had a I've had an interesting time traveling with food. Apparently, food is somewhat my inner and my enemy right now, uh, but I can handle yogurt usually. So she brought me some yogurt. She brought me an umbrella. She brought me hand warmers, things to keep me cozy while I was working out in the chilly rain. And it was sixty degrees. It's funny, right here in Florida, it's, it was ninety nine yesterday. I think it's probably about ninety six today. But my mom called yesterday. She goes, "You know, we're having a cold front." And I looked on the Weather Channel app, and it showed that it's going to only be 90 degrees in Gainesville. So our cold fronts are way different than most people's cold fronts, but it was chilly and cool in Detroit, and Valerie's um, niceties went a long way. And I appreciated that. My friend Tammy Schroeder showed up, and I love Tammy and her boyfriend Greg. I got to see so many wonderful people, our heart heroes, and just, I I go to Michigan, and I feel like... I have friends for miles. I feel like maybe I could be from Michigan because I have so many wonderful people I know and love there. So that was cool. And this weekend, I'm headed back to Los Angeles to announce the DC Batman Run with Rudy. So Team Noisy will be there. And this is the first of its kind, the first Batman Run. 
And we're celebrating the 80th anniversary of Batman. So we have the official Batmobile coming out. We're um, launching and finishing the race over at Los Angeles City Hall. We'll have the bat signal in the sky. And, of course, we will have the Batman tutus for me. And uh, Rudy, I've designated as my Robin since he's new to the DC series. So I'm the Batman. Rudy's the Robin. Ha, 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 ha. And I know Rudy's listening now, rolling his eyes. And too bad, Rudy, because I have a podcast and you don't. So I get to pick on you. Anyway, super stoked about Batman. If you're in the area and you want to participate, we have a discount code. It's FITSNESS. You can save $10 on registration. You can also use that ten uh, that discount code to save on the virtual race. And the virtual race is pretty awesome because the swag is fantastic. I love the medals. I love the gear. Cannot go wrong with the DC Run Series. So come join me at Batman or pretend you're joining me at Batman by running in your own space, and maybe you can listen to this podcast, and I'm going to say, Batman, go! And right now, you can start running, and then I'll say, good job on your Batman run. Play that back when you want to collect your medal. Anywho, um, I wanted to tell you guys, I've been watching uh, Netflix on my iPad in the gym, because again, I'm bragging a little bit. I am in the gym. I also have some hair, which is breaking news. Fitzkohler has some hair. It's probably only about a centimeter long or whatever, but it's mine and it's real. And I'm super excited to have hair. But I've been in the gym, I don't know, probably since early August. And I'm slowly progressing. I think, yeah, I've done, the most I've done on treadmill so far is about three and a half miles. But Shoot, I did three and a half miles. I took four months and I couldn't do any exercise at all. And now I and I could go past three and a half miles. But that's what I've done. I've done strength training. I'm doing a hell of a lot of stretching, feeling good. But this is what I want to talk to you about. I bring my iPad and I get on the treadmill. And I started probably a month ago, started watching Beyonce's Homecoming um, show. It's from Coachella and some other performances. But I tell you what, it is awesome. It's awesome. I mean, I'm not, I love like, I'm a huge Garth Brooks fan. So he's my guy, right? If you're going to be fanatical over a musician, for me, it's Garth. There's maybe a couple of other people that fall into the category, but Beyonce, who can argue with Beyonce? The voice is outstanding. Her music's really fun. She is beautiful as all get out, but this homecoming performance is really, really entertaining she designed the show, I believe, for Coachella last year or the year before. I'm never good with dates, and you guys know that, but what a show it is. It's an homage to the historic black colleges and universities. So she brings out the marching band, a drum line, this incredible dance crew. And one of the things I think when I watch it, because I love a good drum line, I think we all do, and the historically black colleges and universities get it right. And I often think with high school, middle school bands, man, these kids are talented musicians, right? They are so talented, and I'm a lover of music, so I really appreciate it. In fact, when I was in middle and high school, I played the French horn. I really just joined the band so I could go on field trips, and I, I what did I ask for? I asked to play the sax because I thought that was cool, and they said, we don't have one. I said, okay, what about the trombone? And the teacher said, we don't have one. I said, well, what you got? He goes, how about a French horn? I said, sign me up, whatever, but... I loved making music. I love listening to it. I love being a part of it. I think it just it fills my heart up with richness and happiness. And I 
I never wanted to be a part of a show. I never marched. I didn't even want to do the Christmas concerts, which I was stuck doing. But I just loved making music. So I have a true appreciation for these kids. But one of the problems I have is why in God's earth do they always dress these poor, talented kids in such dorky clothes? Ah! <laughs> Sorry if you love the marching band uniforms. But come on. These kids are quality, usually great at academics. They just are great kids. And then because they love to play music, they're stuck with these stupid feathers in their hats and these dorky polyester outfits. And I think, ugh, why? Why make life difficult on these kids in one of the most mean points in life, which is adolescence? Teenage, you know, teenagers are not always nice. And I know kids in dorky polyester outfits get picked on a lot. So they need to take a look at homecoming, all band directors. And we've got a few hotties and fitness fans who are band directors that listen. Give these kids some style. Help them out a little bit. And Beyonce's drumline and her orchestra, they look really, really fun. So I'm not going to really describe it too much, but they don't look dorky at all. And if you are in charge of a band or you're the band booster Help these kids out. Kind of get them some good gear. I remember my kids were in middle school band. Parker was in the uh, was a drummer, and Ginger played the French horn. They both dropped it for high school. But Ginger, oh my gosh, she was put in this long, dorky black skirt. Again, I'm going to go there. This long, dorky skirt and this horrible paisley vest um, with a horrible paisley bow tie. And I just thought, why? Oh, and the white tuxedo shirt. It didn't look classy. It looked dorky. And I think they all would have looked really nice if they were wearing black slacks, black skirt, black shirt, something like a makeup counter wears, you know, Victoria's Secret, their uniform all in black, yet they look sharp. So anyways, that's to my sense, my two cents. But they're dressed great. And there's one performance where they wear neon yellow color, or not neon, just bright yellow. And the other one, they're wearing hot pink. And all of them, it just looks extraordinary and the band is so much fun and you know what it's a orchestra and a drum line and they pull off Beyonce music not only do they pull it off they make it sound great so I highly recommend even if it's just for the drum line and the band watch the performance if you got Netflix or DVD or whatever um oh and then the other thing is for marching bands again I'm just throwing in my two cents because I'm on a roll is Sometimes they're only playing music from before 1970s. They do the halftime show and people are thinking, why? Why are you doing this? Not that there's not some really good music back in the 50s or whatever, but come on, high school marching band directors. Give these kids something fun to play. Perhaps Beyonce, perhaps some Pitbull, whatever. You've got choices, but these bands are a really good example of what can be done if you're highly motivated. And then the other thing is I remember watching Beyonce's Single Ladies video. Remember that came out? I don't, I don't remember how long ago it was. But the first time I saw it, and the ladies are in the one arm leotards, I was mesmerized. I could not get my eyes off of, these, of Beyonce and her backup dancers of their hips, right? Their hips and their thighs and their tushes and the way they were dancing. It was just extraordinary. And I'm a straight woman, and I, like I said, was, holy cow, I just could not get my eyes off of these women. I thought they were fantastic. In fact, I went as Beyonce in that singles ladies leotard for Halloween one year. 
yes, I did. I had the poof in my hair and this one glove and the one arm black leotard and the heels. It was awesome. And for a little white girl from Gainesville, I went into Walgreens to get something for the party I was going to. And people recognized me. They said, oh, you're Beyonce. So take that world. Anyways, her dancing, those, those women were amazing. This homecoming performance is that sexy trio multiplied by a hundred. She has all of these gorgeous women and the outfits are great. And the dancing is extraordinary. And of course, the whole time I watched thinking, oh my God, they're poor knees because they keep dropping it down low, almost violently squatting and thrusting. And I just think, ow, ow, (laughs) that's got to hurt your knees. But I don't think it's hurting any of these ladies' knees. They've got wonderful muscular thighs and again, mesmerizing, absolutely mesmerizing. And Beyonce, she's got moves. I don't know how she stores all the choreography in her head. My head doesn't have room for that stuff. I could maybe pull off a dance routine. I don't know when anyone in the world wants me to do a dance routine. But if if Beyonce invited me to perform one night and we were going to do the thing, I could hang in there for one song. But this video, the homecoming performance is over two hours long. But the dancing, incredible. So for the the optics, for what you're going to see and what you're going to hear, really, really good. And there's a few breaks in the shows, which is very interestingly edited, but the breaks highlight uh, Beyonce as a CEO, how she's designing the performance and um, some personal things as well. And one of the things I thought was interesting is she is performing or choreographing this show, they're preparing when she after she had her twins so she has an older daughter and then i think two twin babies and she gained over 70 pounds with that pregnancy and i think she said she was about 230 or something at her highest weight and she was trying to lose weight while preparing for Coachella and this homecoming performance and it was interesting because at some point she met her goal weight now she was being pretty strict she wasn't doing some you know organized diet but she was limiting the junk she took in, and it was very strictly uh, almost vegetarian, I think. My memory may be failing me, but I believe it was mostly a vegetarian um, game plan she had. And at some point, she loses enough weight that she gets into one of her old costumes, her old, her old show costumes. And she's so proud of herself when she calls her husband Jay-Z and puts him on FaceTime. She's like, look, honey. Look at me, I'm in my outfit. And if all of us haven't had that moment where we've tried on a pair of jeans that fit or a new suit or a dress and we thought, holy mackerel, I'm back, I'm back in it. It was really cute to see Beyonce excited about getting into her her costume. And, you know, she's a person. And, and that's what I tell my kids because sometimes they put actors on a pedestal and I just say, listen, everybody poops because there's a book called Everybody Poops and it talks about elephants and dogs and and humans, and you know, even every president of the United States in the history has pooped at some point. So they're just regular people sometimes who do extraordinary things. But uh, it was cute to see Beyonce excited about her weight loss and something that everyone can identify with for sure. Uh, what else? I mean, the show's just great. A lot of music. 
I know a lot of music. I think everybody would know a lot of new stuff to me, at least, because I, I don't own any of her albums. I just kind of know the hits. One of the things that surprised me, and I'm going to throw this out as a buyer beware in case anyone goes to watch it, is she's shockingly vulgar. So in my mind, Beyonce was kind of classy, and we don't agree on a lot of things, whether it's political or just, you know, views of the world, and that's fine. I don't need to agree with her. I listen to her music and like her shows. But she gets a little vulgar. Her mouth is shockingly uh, crude at times. So maybe not watching, maybe not watch this with your little kids or even with your mom or anyone. You might be embarrassed hearing some vulgarities because she goes there and she does. I don't know why she needs it. You know, I'm one of those, I, I like comedians better when they're clean. Uh, but I still like Beyonce and that's her thing. And I don't want the beehive coming out to take me down and crush my soul because I called her vulgar. But if you listen to it or if you watch the show, you'll see what I'm talking about. She also at the end has, uh, you can hear Maya Angelou talking and someone asked Maya what brings her joy. And she said, it's a good question. Nobody has uh, asked me that before. And to me, what brings me joy is other happy people or making people happy. That's a, a really simple one for me. I just love to be around happy people. And I have a real aversion to grouchy, complaining, whining, whining, quitting. And not that it's, I, I don't have an aversion to reality because, again, I'm living the darker side of reality this year. 2019 can take a flying leap. There's been a lot of darkness. But that's one of the reasons you haven't heard from me either. Because I didn't have the capability to come up and make a podcast and be joyous. I didn't have the ability to be sharp and happy and bright-sided. It just wasn't there for me. And so I decided to say nothing. I chose silence. Um, but yeah, I like that question. So think about what brings you joy and try and put that in your world as much as possible. I have a relative who's a really great person but that relative feeds off of misery, feeds off of worrying, loves to worry, which makes that person upset all the time. And that upset behavior kind of upsets the people around this person. So what I would encourage you to do is choose joy. Again, you don't have to be unreal. You don't have to be fake or phony. But sometimes happy is a choice. Sometimes it's, un it's unavoidable that we're going to be sad or scared or stressed but sometimes we're getting sad or scared or stressed over things that are not so scary or stressful or sad. Sometimes we just like that. And, and then I see a lot of really good people putting that out, not only in person, but on social media. And then it drags everybody else down or it changes their perception of you. So choose joy. I think that is a big um, opportunity for a lot of people to be happier. You got to just choose it. And one of the reasons I bring that up, besides this Maya Angelou quote, is I had a driver pick me up at my hotel to take me to the airport um, with my limo service. And he starts asking about my name and blah, blah, blah. Fitz goes to fitness and teaching fitness. And he goes, oh, well, I got some questions for you. I said, all right. And he wants to ask, he went to a health seminar the day before, some, some sort of health seminar. I thought, okay, interesting. And he asked me a few questions. And then he asked if stress can affect your health? And I said, absolutely. And he said, well, how? And I told him, I said, it could cause you headaches, decrease your energy, give you tummy aches, 
even lead to sickness. There's a lot of things uh, stress can lead to. And he goes, well, and and it it really made me kind of irritated because he tells me that the health fair or presentation he went to the day before really focused on how his particular type of people, I'm not going to describe it specifically, but his particular group of people has more stress than other people because of their specific category in the world. They're, 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 oh, so damaged by society and they can feel good or their stress is legitimate more so than other people. And that bothered me because there's a lot of people with a lot of stress. Um, there's a lot of people. Oh, and, and it was like the society didn't like his type of person. And I can tell you that there's stress for every type of person. There is stress for every race of person. Someone doesn't like them because of their race. There's stress for every religious person. Someone doesn't like their religion. There's stress for every sexuality. There's stress in every job. There's stress for single parents. There's stress for married parents. There's stress for very old people and very young people and very pregnant people and very uh, and people who can't get pregnant and all over the place. Everybody's got some stress. And what it sounded like to me is that this particular workshop he went to was a big old pity party for his type of group of people. And it just irritated me. So I jumped on this guy. I did not hold back. I went toe to toe with him. And I just said, look, you want to sit around and have a pity party because people don't like, some people don't like your type of person, then you deserve what you get because your pity party isn't helping you at all. And Everybody deals with a lot of love, hopefully more love than hatred, but lots of people get some cranky looks, some cranky vibes, whatever. But I think the majority of the people, not only in this country, but in the world, are kind of past it. We just want you to be nice. We want you to support yourself. We want you to follow the rules. Everyone can get along. And of course, that's a puppies and rainbows view on things. Not everything is perfect, and I don't believe they are. But sitting around wallowing, oh, I'm... I have cancer. The world is out to get me. That's not true. I had a rogue cell go wacko in my boob. That's it. I only have a rogue cell trying to get me. Nobody else in the world is trying to get me. I've had some mean women try to take me down professionally. I've had mean, I don't think it's ever come from a man. It's always a woman. I don't hold it against all women. I just know a few tacky (laughs) a-holes. That's it. The world is not out to get any one of us. And instead of focusing on the people that are against us, why not focus on the good stuff or focus on the things that we control? That's really it. We could focus on being a victim or we can focus on the things we can control. And I looked this guy in the eye when he stopped the car and turned around. I just said, listen, dude, you fail. You own that failure. Nobody's making you fail. If you think there's anyone out there in the world that's making you fail, you've lost your marbles. Now, if you, if you own your failures, you can own your successes. Nobody's holding you down. It's totally up to you. At this point, there's been somebody of every religion, somebody of every gender, somebody of every race, many sexualities at the top of almost every game in the world. If you're failing, it's your fault. You got to own that. You can't blame it on the other people. And, and again, we went toe-to-toe for a while, and at the end, he goes, you know, you're right. I need to start looking at it that way. Thank you. He goes, Thank you for not letting me get away with it. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. But um, yeah, I mean, I think 
we can choose to have pity parties. We can choose to feel like victims or we can choose to feel like victors, right? We can choose to be successful. We can choose to find the bright side. And again, I know dark days. (laughs) And sometimes you just got to take them and close your eyes and get through it, right? Or when they say, when you're going through hell, keep on going, but don't sit and wallow in the misery. If you got to take a break, take a break. But then paint your face, pick up your sword and charge, right? So stress. I thought that was a good topic. And it's true that stress can cause a lot of problems. Again, tummy aches. It can cause physical deterioration because you're less likely to go exercise when you're depressed, when you're anxious, when you have headaches, when you have insomnia. All of those things can affect you in a very powerful way. It would take away, it can harm your relationships because when you're not feeling yourself, maybe you're a little crankier. Maybe your fatigue just keeps you out of your social social situations. Maybe it prevents you from engaging with your children or your parents or your spouse. Maybe it makes you less romantic with your partner. Maybe it makes you less productive at work. There's a lot of things that can go wrong with stress. So um, what I want you all to do is think about the things that you can do to fend off stress because whether we like it or not, whether Fitzkohler likes it or not, we're all going to face stress at some point. So again, I have a very obvious stressor in my life. But then there's other things that cause stress. And again, we went through those. It's kids and parents and partners or no partner and work and sports and our weight and bills. And, you know, it's an endless battle to stay on our feet and stay happy. Uh, If you have extreme extreme stress that is leading to depression and ugly thoughts about yourself, you need to go see a professional. You know, my tidbits probably aren't going to go very far to, um, to help that way. You know, so if you're having extreme stress and it's leading to extreme depression and you're feeling bad about yourself or thinking scary things, go see a professional. And then if you have some symptoms like breathlessness or pain in your chest, go to a hospital. It may not be stress. It may be a heart attack coming on. Sometimes we ignore these things. In fact, in Detroit, uh, we... Honor heart heroes. These are women who have overcome heart disease of various types, and some of them are still overcoming it. But we recognize that. And one of the things that we focus on and tell our athletes at the start line is listen, one in six women will die of heart disease. I think that's the number. And it's often because women ignore heart disease. We we forget that it's the biggest killer of women. We associate heart disease and heart attack with men in their 50s and 60s with pot bellies. That's where we think heart attack. But quite often, it's pain in your jaw. It's lethargy. It's breathlessness. It's a tummy ache. It could be just nausea. There's a a bunch of different symptoms. And when they don't go away, you got to go to your doctor. You can't ignore it. So I'll start there is call on a medical practitioner if you feel like your stress has gotten out of hand. However, much of stress, most types of stress are very manageable and we have to choose to manage them, right? It doesn't just happen that, whoops, we manage a stress, it went away. Sometimes we have to force it. And so I am really good at managing stress because I love to exercise. Exercise does it for me. If I'm angry, if I'm scared, if I'm stressed, whatever it is, if I'm sad because someone died, I go straight out my door to exercise or I exercise indoor. It just 
That is my number one go-to and it really goes a long way. I also love to take long hot baths. I go in the bath and I bring magazines and they get damp because my hands are wet while I'm turning the pages and I don't care. I love animals. That's one of the reasons I love the farm so much is I get out there with the donkey and the pigs and there's no technology and there's no cranky people and there's no work to do. All I got to do is get a hug from these sweet animals and it makes my day. My dog Piper, my duck used to do that for me. My duck was, oh, Handy was the best at break, uh, relieving stress for me. So I make very deliberate choices on a regular basis to do things that keep me stress-free. Any type of exercise should help. However, there's a bunch of other things. And so I reached out on Facebook and I asked my hotties from the Hottie Body Fitness Challenge group, if you'd like to be a part of it, just go there and click join. And um, I'll look to make sure you're not a creepy scammer and then I'll let you in and you can be part of this great group. But I asked what kind of things, what kind of niceties do you do for yourself on a regular basis? Things that are just for you, luxury items in your life, not expensive, just regular. And so I got a good list and I wanted to share that. I got Nicole Vargas. She says once a month I go and get a manicure and pedicure. It's a luxury, but I love it. I sit with a glass of wine and get pampered. I love that too. I actually have a few girlfriends in town where I can reach out and say, hey, want to go get pedicures? I drink Diet Coke or water while I'm getting mine, but uh, it's still really nice. And then we chit chat and there's nothing like spending an hour with a friend just droning on and on while someone's rubbing your legs. And Jen Blametti says, I like baths with ridiculous scented bath bombs and a book to read. I also like to just sit on the couch and read. So um, Robert Schultz piped in and said, yeah, we're all glad that you bathed, Jen. But uh, bath, popular choice. I also like to put Epsom salts in the bath. And if you are sore from exercising, Epsom salts are supposed to help relieve that. I don't know if it's true, but I use them. Uh, let's see, Nicole Eichenberger, and I'm going to say that name twice, Nicole Eichenberger, or Mrs. Eichenberger, because she just got married. Congratulations, Nicole. But she loves baths with bath bombs and manicures. Amy Chase says that she that they have memberships to um, a massage place, and I'm not going to go into name brands because I don't want to endorse everything. Uh, she get, has a monthly 90-minute massage And it goes a long way towards undoing some of the stress that she puts in her body. She also likes baths, but her bathtub is in the guest room. So she takes one. She has to weigh the benefit of the bath against the annoyance of cleaning an extra bathroom. I say, Amy, clean it. Take the bath and clean it. Lisa Short, she loves naps. I also love naps. Lisa, we could get together and have a nap together. And I am so good at napping. I could actually, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon pass out, set my alarm for 30 minutes later, wake up and go get my kids. I'm a, I am a very efficient napper and they always make me happy. Lori Weiner, hot bath with Epsom salts after a hard race. Oh, she says dangerous though, as she tends to fall asleep during them. Yeah, don't drown. Don't, don't go down like Whitney Houston, Lori. Don't do it. Lori has a nice new hairdo. Congratulations on that. And if I haven't mentioned it, do, 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 do. breaking news, Fitz Kohler has hair. I do. It's about a centimeter long, and I'm very, very proud. Um, Laura Wright. She's a huge fan of decadent lotions and body creams and bath gels. And she also loves scented candles, and I agree with that. I love scented candles, but I don't like the floral ones. I only like scented candles that smell like dessert. So vanilla, frosting, uh, what else? Cinnamon apple. 
I like all of those things. So if you have some laying around and you don't want them, give me your yum and candles. Sean Matlock, he loves massages. And after a great week of working out, it goes a long way. I agree. Robert Schultz, surprise, surprise. He said at that moment that he was writing it, he was enjoying a beer. And good for you. You know what? Rob takes great care of himself. He really makes mostly great eating choices. And he exercises like a fiend all the time. And if you want to have a beer or a glass of wine and it fits into your caloric budget to meet your goals, fine. However, if you were going on a bender because you were stressed, that wouldn't be fine. So there's always that, you know, range of acceptability. One beer with a healthy body, for sure. A night out where you party too much and drive home and crash your car, not a good idea. Anthony Wilk, I love a good cold... (laughs) He eats ice cream. He goes out to his favorite ice cream place for dinner if he puts in all the work during all of his work during the month. Good for you, Anthony. There's actually a uh, low-calorie ice cream place in my town, which I love, and I don't, I don't know what the calorie counts are offhand, but they're very low, and it's very yummy, and it's a nice treat on occasion. Why not? Joanne Shoho, she loves going to her gym and working out with her super amazing trainers, and she put in all caps, super amazing trainers. That makes That's a real treat for her, and she also likes going to her favorite pottery painting place. There's a few people who like doing that and I am not crafty but I have done the pottery painting and it is a nice time especially if you're with some friends or your kids. I like going with my kids. (laughs) Walter Songer, he's a huge fan of a lush cup of coffee. (laughs) Oh, of lush cup of coffee face mask. That sounds awesome, Walter. Maybe we could get together and do that face mask. In fact, This is one of the things I have. I don't know if it's considered stress relief, but I got a microderm abrasion machine, and it's it's basically a machine that has the sucking motion, and you have these attachments at the end. They're steel, and they have gritty um, edges, and then you pull the gritty edge around your face while it's doing the sucking thing, and it uh, exfoliates, and it's wonderful. Holy mackerel, it really makes a difference, so... We could do coffee masks and microderm, Walter, if you're up for it. Christina Trejanas also has a monthly massage membership, and she gets 90-minute massages. Oh, and she likes to use her air relaxed compression boots and a glass of wine after a long run or workout. La-ti-da. Last but not least, Jenny Joseph. She says she likes to float in a sensory deprivation tank. (laughs) She says it feels amazing. Once you get over the intense claustrophobic feeling. So Jenny, I know a lot of people do that and they think it's awesome. I'm going to say no thank you because being uh, held in tight spaces makes me anything but relaxed. In fact, I can tell you that being held in tight places recently with a few MRIs has made some nightmares for me. So not if you paid me a million dollars would you be able to put me in a sensory deprivation tank, but a lot of people like doing that. So, you know, write it down. Write down the things that help you relieve stress. Don't leave it to chance, right? You know what you like, and some of the things we like are very expensive, and sometimes a pedicure is really expensive or a massage is really expensive, and we think, oh, I can't go relax because I don't have the budget. You do have the budget to go for a walk. You do have the budget to turn on your favorite song and dance around the kitchen. 
I do that. I get in the shower and I put on my favorite songs. And sometimes it's Dolly Parton's Nine to Five. And sometimes it's Tom Petty singing I Won't Back Down. And whatever serves me <laughs> that day is what I'll go for. But music, hot water, mo mobility, moving, stretching, cuddles with furry things. If you have a stuffed animal, maybe that's a good choice. Maybe you're totally allergic to pet hair. Fine. Get a stuffed animal. Get a fish tank and look at the fish. I know a lot of people use fish tanks for relaxation, but there's a choice for you. You just have to choose it. Remember, you got to choose not to be a victim. You got to choose to be a victor. You got to choose to know that life is going to kick you in the crotch sometimes and you're going to have to find a remedy or you're just going to keep spiraling down that drain. Um, it's hard. Life is hard. But more often than not, life is wonderful. And especially you people. I mean, again, I put you in a separate category of human being. And, you know, I, I know you don't listen to the show to be pandered to because I'm not that girl. In fact, y'all have written me many times for saying and said, thank you for your brutal honesty. So I know you appreciate that. So you're the type of sturdy person who's looking to be better, who's looking for answers. So looking not only to add more fitness and less weight in your life, you're looking for more joy in your life, more control over who you are. And in more cases than not, you are the one with elite control over almost everything that happens in your day. So continue to make those good choices. Uh, I'm working hard on making my life better every day, and I always have, and that's what makes me a happy, happy girl. Oh, and here's a total other luxury I'm going to throw <laughs> to you before I finish because this will be the end, but a real luxury in my life, and it does not count as stress relief, but it's a true luxury is I love Charmin Ultra toilet paper. You have heard it here, folks. I am obsessed. I'm not really obsessed, but I live for it. I remember when I moved into the college dorm, they had the worst toilet paper ever. You know, the cheap kind of hard paper that doesn't feel good on your nether regions or your nose. I did not like that experience at all. And when I was living in the dorm and the sorority house and whatever, I would always promise myself that when I got my own place and I got my own money, I was going to buy nice toilet paper. And there are zero toilet paper products that live up to Charmin Ultra. It is the best and it brings so much joy to my life. And I go to Sam's Club and I get it in the huge package. It's the one with the baby blue logo, but it makes me so very happy. It is a luxury item that I have provided to myself that I just feel really good about. I also, when it comes to tissues, puff plus with lotion. It's absurd and ridiculous. I know most people are thinking, really? That's, that is one of the greatest luxuries in my house. I would give up most of my furniture before I gave up my Charmin or my puffs plus with lotion. And on that note, I love you all tremendously. Thank you so much for listening and for all of your friendship, all your sweet comments and your encouragement on social media and texting and phone calls. And I really am a pampered princess right now. So um, go on, choose a stress-free life. Go watch Homecoming by Beyonce. Just cover your ears on occasion for the dirty words. And if you haven't already done so, follow me. On social media, I am at fitness. It's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S. -S. You want to help me get more kids moving in the morning, visit morningmile.com. Come see me at Batman. 
And uh, check out my race announcer schedule. It is on my fitness page on Facebook. I would love to see you guys all at all my events. My discount code is almost always at fitness. Love you. Get to work. Bye, team. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's Marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to gift the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can. The Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.